0: Welcome to the Beyond Your Money podcast with Mike Dukovich, financial advisor and retirement income certified professional with RBC Wealth Management. Join us as we share the tools and insight that can help you take control of your money and your life. Because we believe life's greatest returns are realized when you invest beyond your money.
1: Welcome to the Beyond Your Money Podcast with Mike Dukovich of RBC Wealth Management. I'm Patrice Sikora. The client experience you may have heard that phrase before, but what makes it so important? In this episode, Mike talks about that experience and what you should know beforehand. Mike, why do you want listeners to know about and understand what a meeting with you should be like?
2: Well, it's a great question. And and I really feel that it's important to understand the client experience because if you know what to expect ahead of time, it makes for a more comfortable, more efficient, and ultimately a more rewarding experience for both of us, both for the client or the prospect, as well as for me, the advisor. The simplest way I can kind of justify this or or paint a picture is it's kind of like if you were heading in for a big surgery. You know, this is obviously a very uh, trying time, a nerve wracking time. Uh, but if you knew exactly what was going to happen ahead of time, it would certainly ease those fears a little bit. If you knew where you were going to park,
1: mm-hmm. if you
2: knew what sign-in would look like, if, if you knew who the nurses would be and, and what they would be doing in triage, if you knew what you would be wearing or who would be responsible for what, it would make for a better experience. And, and that's exactly why I want to make sure that my prospects and my clients understand what to expect with their client experience.
1: And where do you usually get your referrals, these people coming in for the first time or contacting you for the first time?
2: Yes, this is the first step of of really the three different phases of the client experience, the the prospect experience, I call it, or, or sometimes the initial consultation. These referrals will typically come from existing clients, whether that's someone I've had for a long time, or actually I get a lot of referrals from clients that have just signed on themselves, kind of at the beginning stages of the relationship. We can also get referrals uh, from my website. I also am getting calls from this podcast. So there's a lot of different ways that we can pick up these referrals. But when someone calls in or shoots me an email, we what we typically try to do is we set that first meeting or that initial consultation. And that's usually done face-to-face. However, we can also do it via a phone call or a WebEx. And, and before we have that conversation, I will send it what's called the initial consultation checklist. And what this is, it's just literally a list of what to bring and what to get organized in in preparation for the call. And and on that list are things like your most recent statements, your retirement account information. And that would include the menu. I call it the menu of investments that you get to pick from at work. I would ask for a list of of your debts, uh, an idea of your checking accounts and your savings accounts and those balances there. I would also ask you to, to prepare and bring in any life insurance statements that you may have or disability or, or long-term care insurance that you might have, as well as estate documents. That would be things like wills, powers of attorney, mm-hmm. living wills, trust documents. That's important. We can also, and I also ask for, but I don't really expect a prospect to bring these in, but tax returns are important. It gives me a lot of information as well as beneficiary designations. I also want to you know, make sure that the clients and, or the prospects bring in an idea of what their goals are an idea of what their concerns are. There are various time horizons that we will discuss. Things like, you know, when do you plan on retiring? Are you planning on having kids? Or are, are, do you have kids and they're planning on going to college? Do you expect a promotion anytime in the near future? If you have an idea of those different time horizons, that helps me. That's very important. And then certainly I want you to bring in your questions. You've reached out because you have questions and I want to make sure that we get those answered. For that first meeting, that initial consultation, well, I usually try to tell a prospect, it, it, plan one to two hours. And, and really what this is, this is a fact finding mission for me. My goal is to get a foundational understanding of who you are, of, of where you've come from and what you've done, and also try to figure out where you're trying to get, try to figure out what your goals and your, and your concerns and, and, and what your dreams are. What we'll do is we'll lay everything out on the table Everything that, you know, is on that checklist, everything that you've brought in, we'll lay everything on the table and I will get a big picture of your stuff, big picture of your financial life. My goal from there is to try and decipher and dig through everything so that I can get a really clear understanding of what you have and where you're trying to get.
1: Wow. That is a heck of a lot of material to bring in. And that's a lot to ask somebody. Is one to two hours enough?
2: Well, you know, I, I, start at one, one hour, right. But two hours is typically what we right. end up. Okay. Uh, and, and if you come, if you come organized and if you come ready and if you come with your questions and all these various things I ask you to bring, then it's a, it's a really efficient use of our time. And we can get this done in about an hour. If we, if we're really pushing it. Okay? All
1: right. So by the end of the meeting, what do you have in mind? What, what is your concept? What's going to happen?
2: By the end of the meeting, one of three things is going to happen. And I typically have a really good idea of where we're going, of which of these three things we're going to pursue. One, you don't need me, right? So in a couple of cases, I run into a prospect and we go over this conversation and you really don't need me. And I'll let them know that. And I'll say, hey, listen, you're doing fine on your own. Go ahead, go back into the world and live your life. But keep my number, keep my email, because at some point, you're gonna have a question It's gonna mm-hmm. pop up and you may need me down the line. I, I just wanna to be top of mind for when those questions arise. So that's the first thing. The second thing is we need a second meeting. And that does happen occasionally where there's just so much we need to go through or mm. there's other things that you want me to gather. And in that case, we'll schedule a second meeting. And that's that's kind of the proposal meeting. But in most cases, I call it the the third or the let's get started phase. And and at the end of this conversation, I usually will have an understanding of where I can help immediately. and, And I'll let you know that. I'll jump right into that proposal meeting right at the end of the first meeting. But let's assume that we need that second meeting. What does that look like? That proposal meeting is where I will get you back into the office and I'll show you, here's what I heard. I'll basically reiterate some of the questions that you had and make sure that we're both on the same page. And then I will lay out in front of you a roadmap for here's how I will help. Here's what I would do. Here's you know the accounts that I would open. Here's how we would consolidate. Here's what I would address over here. I can typically in that second proposal meeting, I'll show you based off of the holdings that you have, here's what I would get rid of, or here's what I would add to. I can also start to show you what I would do from an investment standpoint. I'm not going to give that prospect the full allocation or mm-hmm. the full portfolio that I would use. I, I don't want to give the ingredients to the secret sauce. I right. call it right, right out of the gate, but I will start to hint at the investments that I would use. And I, I don't mind showing a prospect that, but before we actually dive in with the details, I do want to have some sort of commitment. I'll also discuss you know, the firm, if there are questions there. I'll, I'll go over all, all the resources that I have at my disposal. I'll certainly want to make sure that we discuss fees and costs because that's important. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, at the end of that second proposal meeting, or this, again, can happen at the end of the first meeting, I, I just basically ask you, all right, where do we go from here? What do we want to do?
1: That's pretty comprehensive. And then you haven't even gotten them on as clients yet.
2: That's right. Yeah, this is basically to decide, can we work together? It's, it's kind of a two-way interview, so to speak. You obviously are interviewing me to mm-hmm. see if you know I'd be a good fit and I'm interviewing you because again, we not everyone can work with everyone. We want to make sure that our personalities match and, and that we can we work together ultimately.
1: They say yes. What goes next? What happens next? Onboarding? N-
2: Now we're talking about the onboarding experience, the second phase. And and this is where the first thing that we'll do is I will show you what we call the onboarding roadmap. And and literally what this is, is a calendar. It's a step-by-step calendar of what you can expect, the things that we're going to be doing, who's going to be doing it for you, right? Who's going to be in charge of the various tasks. And this may seem overwhelming, but my goal here, is to take a lot of the stress or all of the stress off the client's shoulders. All you really have to do in the onboarding phase is get me the statements and just be ready to answer a few questions. Mm -hmm. But from there, you don't have to worry about it. We will get into paperwork. And historically that's literally paper, but you know, anymore, they're starting to move more towards the online or the digital signatures type of paperwork. So that's a good thing. Helps streamline the process a little bit. But we will open the appropriate accounts We will make sure that the titling is appropriate. Uh, One of the other things that we like to do during this process is consolidate. I've learned over the years that one of the huge benefits of what I do is helping clients consolidate the mess, bringing things in where we can and consolidating where possible. I see a lot of old retirement accounts out there that can be merged in with IRAs, for example. I regularly will have a couple that comes in and they each have their own individual accounts for whatever reason. We can merge those into joint accounts if that makes sense. I, I see trust accounts that might not be appropriate anymore or, or college savings accounts that might need moved around and we can do that as well. So con- consolidation is very important. Once that paperwork is submitted, once we have everything what's called in good order, the transfer or the rollover process is started. And, and that's generally one to two weeks where we're waiting for the stuff to come in. Now, when we're waiting for things to come in, it's not just dead period. So on the onboarding roadmap, this is where I will also tell a, a new client, let's get you set up online. Let's get you ready to go with the wealth management online program. And that's basically just setting up usernames and passwords so that ultimately when the accounts are in, you'll be able to see them online. There's a great experience online. You can get there through my website. We also have a great app that I would, I would show a prospect how to get that. There's some great account aggregation tools on there, but most importantly, when we're waiting for stuff to come in, we also want to make sure that you're setting up your paperless options because as things come in, as we get ready to make trades, as we start moving things around, you're going to get bombarded with paperwork. And if we can make sure that your life is as clean and easy as possible by going paperless, we want to make sure that you do that. So that's obviously uh, an important step as well.
1: Mike, from the time a client, comes in as a referral to this point here where you've got the uh, quiet time. Is there an average amount of time it has taken?
2: Yeah, so there are actually laws in place where a surrendering firm has uh, you a certain period of time before they have to send the assets over. But most firms where we're actually transferring money in to the firm, most firms will do so within a week or so. So this is probably one to two weeks where we're kind of waiting around and getting things set up. Once it's in, that's when a lot of my work starts. As things are coming in, I'm keeping inventory. I kind of know what you have. And so I'm making sure that everything that you had over there is coming in over here. Mm-hmm. And so once I have a complete inventory and I'm comfortable that everything has come in, we'll, we'll talk again. We can have another meeting, but usually we talk. And that's when I will go over again, my proposed allocation, what I would like to do with regards to the investments, what I would like to sell or what I would like to keep, if there are things that you know I liked and, and I want you to keep, uh, and then I will show you here's the portfolio. Here's the secret sauce. And here's how I am going to get there. Now, depending on what the market is doing or what the situation is, I can do it a number of different ways. I can either go all in all at once, or I can do something called dollar cost averaging. And this is a topic for for another show. So I won't go into too much detail, but basically we can get in slowly and systematically. One of the things I'm always cognizant of when we're doing this rebalancing is tax ramifications, if we need to be aware of those. So that's important. And ultimately, I also want to know, what do you have that you want to make sure that you keep? This sometimes comes up where a particular security just has a, a soft place in your heart and you want to keep it, yeah. whether it's because it's yeah. something that you know grandpa gave you or, or passed down or if it's something that you bought and you really feel strongly that you want to keep. I need to know that. Because if we want to keep it, I want to make sure that it fits in the overall plan. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Once this rebalancing is done, which is usually within that first week after everything is settled and in, then we start to address what I call the secondary items. And this can be, you know, when we're looking at the onboarding roadmap, this could be anywhere from one to three months after the initial onboarding process. These are things like your insurance reviews, where I will look at everything that you have in a life or a disability or long-term care type of insurance. And I'll, and I'll basically see if we can beat it in its simplest sense. Again, that's another podcast coming up, the insurance review process. Can we take what you already have and either get you more insurance for the same amount of money, or can we improve upon what you have? We'll also address the estate plan. We'll make sure that your estate plan is in place and that we review it. If you already have those documents ready, if not, we get you in, in front of a, an estate planning attorney and make sure that you have everything covered. We'll make sure that uh, everything is titled appropriately and you do have existing stuff in place. We'll make sure that it does what you think it's supposed to do. We'll make sure that it matches and meets your goals.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We'll also address the, the tax side of things. I'm, I'm not an accountant and I don't give tax advice, but we want to make sure that Your tax preparation is ready. If you need an accountant, we can refer you to one. And then we go from there. If you're using an accountant already, I want to make sure that I introduce myself to him or her so that uh, as tax questions or needs pop up down the line, we have an open line of communication there as well. Months one through three is when we address these secondary items.
1: And basically this is putting together a community to support your client?
2: No doubt about it. My goal again is to be the quarterback of the relationship but i'm not an expert in all things so if i need another expert to come in into the relationship and provide their expertise i'll do that whether it's legal or accounting or you know otherwise
1: and you stay in touch with your client i'm absolutely sure of that but tell me more about that
2: absolutely this this second onboarding phase is when i also drive home and explain what i call my communication commitment okay and we've talked about this before but it's very important so it makes sense to reiterate this my communication commitment is that we will meet at least once a year face to face, and that's uh, what I call my STEM meetings. STIM. Historically, those are called review meetings, but you know, I never, I never liked the idea of review. It was, <laughs> yes. it was looking backwards, right? We can't do anything about what already happened, and so STEM stands for strategy and tactical implementation meetings, and, and what it implies is we're looking forward. We're trying to figure out where we're going. And so that's very important. So we're going to have one of these STEM meetings at least once a year face-to-face. That could be different for from client to client. If you really want to do this twice, we can do it. We don't want to do it more than two or three times a year just because you start fumbling and you don't really discuss anything new in those right, meetings. There's right. not enough time in between. Now, in addition to those annual STEM meetings, we are gonna set a communication commitment where if you call me or you email me, I'm gonna get back to you within 24 hours if possible. That's something I feel very strongly about. You wanna have access to your guy. You wanna have access to your to your financial advisor. And so that's important. If you call me, I will call you back. In addition to that, part of the communication commitment is, is you will also receive emails. And, and I send weekly, monthly, and quarterly email newsletters out now it seems like a lot, you know, I, I like to think that it's relevant information, it's important stuff, you should be reading it, but I'm realistic, I, I realize not everyone gets to those things, I'm I'm uh, guilty of the same thing.
1: What's, what's the information that you put in these?
2: Well, there could be relevant market information based off of what's going on in the world right then and there. There could be financial planning or financial 101 type topics in there and it's always relevant to, to have that stuff in your inbox. But most importantly, I want to make sure that I'm staying in front of you. I always want to be in your inbox because if you have a question and mm-hmm. you don't know immediately you know where to go, if you go to your email, I can pretty much guarantee that you're going to have an email from me <laughs> somewhere yeah. high on that list. And it's a very easy way for you to hit reply and send your question that way. I get a lot of new discussions started as a reply to an email that has nothing to do with that particular question. So it's, it's a way for me ah, to stay in front of you.
1: Right. Okay.
2: okay. And, and ultimately, this communication commitment, it, it all boils down to accessibility. I want you to know that you can get a hold of me. Now, let's just say that the onboarding is done. You know, the client is, is everything's over. We're, we're rebalanced. Everything's invested. We've addressed the insurance and the estate and the taxes. Everything's good to go. Now we're kind of transitioning into that third part of the client experience, and that's the established client experience. So again, we're going to have the STEM meetings once a year where we're going to discuss what's going on with your side of the table, what's going on with your income or your cash flow, or your health or your family, what big expenses do you have coming up? I want to make sure that this is a two-way communication because I need to know what's going on on your side of the table, just like you want to know what's going on with your money and the markets and the economy. And, and you want my outlook on where we're heading. So it's very important that this is a, a two-way communication. Can't emphasize this enough. The STEM, the strategy and tactical implementation meetings, it's forward-looking. Well, we're going to focus on, let me step back. It's a review, right? We're, one right. component of that STEM meeting is the review. We will look to see where we come from. What did we do? okay? But as but you it's say, it's the...
1: forward-looking more than anything else.
2: Absolutely. Right. So once we get that review out of the way, once we see where we were and what we've done, then we start focusing on the future. Okay, We're going to focus on the long-term plan specifically, and, and not not hang around and talk about the short-term performance. We want to make sure that we know what the expectations are and then make sure that the plan is in place to get you to ultimately where you want to go. And part of this process is where we get into that assess, create, execute, and review, that endless cycle of how we work within the financial wealth management world.
1: And how far out are you really looking here? Is it a designated space of time, like a couple of years, or are you just taking a huge, long outlook?
2: So the easiest way of thinking about this is kind of a short-term, intermediate term, and a long-term plan. And this happens with just about most clients. For most of my young professionals, right, short would be one to three years. Intermediate would be, you know, three to seven years and anything longer than that would be in the long-term phase. So we will have a roadmap that discusses all the various issues and concerns that you're going to have in all those various phases and how we're going to address those concerns. Now, let's talk about something else, too. In addition to those STEM meetings, where we're going to go into great detail once a year, you're also going to get a lot of personal touches, I call them, throughout the year. Any Anywhere from 6 to 12 on average is, is probably a, a reasonable amount to expect, where I'm going to reach out to you personally, either via phone call or with an email specifically for you, and we're going to be or I'm going to be bringing up things that are either market related or important for your account. A lot of times I'll be you know, suggesting a trade or, or, or some sort of rebalancing or tactical move that we want to make. And so I'll be checking in with you throughout the year. It's not just once a year. It's, it's an ongoing communication. On top of that, I tell a client, call me. If you ever have questions with regards to anything pertaining to your financial world or anything with a money sign is kind of what I joke. Uh, or I like how that, I though. joke. I like that. Anything with a money sign. If you have a question, call me. So I get a lot of questions throughout the year from clients, You know, should I buy or lease a vehicle? Should I take out a loan or pay cash? Should I do this or that? And, and I always tell a client, I am a resource at your disposal. You are paying for me, so use me. One of the other things that uh, I guess is unique from my perspective or, or you know, a client will tell me is kind of unique is I answer the phone. So if you call me and I'm available, I will answer it if i'm not available if i'm in a meeting or on another conversation someone will answer the phone and that could probably be sandy she's my my lead client associate my lead ca or or there are several other in the office that can help Mm -hmm. if you have an immediate concern if they can't help you someone there can rest assured that if i am just you know not available immediately at that moment someone can help you if if it's urgent or, or necessary keep in mind Certain people can't take orders. We can never take orders, you know, for buying or selling via email or, or voicemail. But if you have to do that right then and there, someone mm-hmm. can help you. Okay. But bottom line is, if I don't get to you, I will get back to you within 24 hours. That's a commitment that I make for everyone.
1: Mike, do you do group meetings and seminars and WebEx sessions? What is this like?
2: So that's another component to my practice and i do do these um seminars are, are kind of a, a thing of the past but they are important and and if there's a a big broad change in the market or the roles or or the economy you know i do pop up and do seminars every once in a while mm-hmm. uh, i do group meetings for for um my clients and prospects and and what those will look like or You know, I'll get a group of people that all have a similar situation or they're within a similar demographic or work for the same company. And I'll I'll basically bring them all in together all at once to discuss what's on the top of all of their minds. It's just a more efficient use of my time and theirs. Um, I'll do WebEx sessions where we'll bring multiple clients in and I'll either uh, present a topic or discuss my outlook for the economy. I have a lot of firm experts that I can use that that are at my disposal. Can address various financial planning topics or various market-related topics, and I'll I'll, um, use them from time to time. But ultimately, you know, however we need to structure a meeting, whether it's face-to-face, WebEx, one-on-one, or in a group, we make it happen. These meetings are curated to make sure that you have the best possible client experience that you can have. We want to make sure that we are constantly in, in communication with one another and that we are constantly on the same page, because ultimately, the goal of the client experience from from my perspective is to make things as comfortable, as efficient and as productive and ultimately as valuable as possible. I want you to feel so good when you leave that you can't wait to share your experience with someone else because ultimately that's how I build my practice. I wanna make sure that I remove all of the stress and uncertainty from your plate so that you can go out and live your life. And ultimately my goal, a one-stop shop so that I can handle everything so that you don't have to worry about anything.
1: That sounds great. Uh now what's in store for other shows coming up?
2: So we're really going to start focusing on financial education here. I'm going to help you understand what I'll call the finance 101 situation, where, where my goal is to help demystify or demystify the topics that people think they should know but don't really know. Okay. I get that I get that kind of blank stare every once in a while or ask a client <laughs> yes. if, do you know what this is? And they'll say, Yeah, I do, but can you kind of give tell me the me, review? Tell me right. Yeah right so i want to make sure that we we address some of those most common questions but also i'm going to dive into some of the more complicated financial issues as well and then we're also going to start interviewing some third-party professionals i have an attorney lined up to start talking about estate planning and the various things that everyone should have in in place i have a travel agent lined up i have some accountants lined up uh, a life coach a nutritionist so we're really going to start diving into some other topics that are important not only from from a financial perspective, but also for just your life in general.
1: And probably the most important question I can ask, how can people reach you, Mike?
2: Just give me a call, 724-933-4446. I will answer the phone or Sandy will or someone will, and we will get back to you, as I mentioned. You can also email me at michael.dukovich at rbc.com. And dukovich is D-U-K-O-V-I-C-H. You can also go to my website, which is michaeldukovic.com, And on my website, you'll find all the past podcasts that we've already put out there. So if you want to review those, they're there. You'll also find tons of valuable information on a wide range of financial topics. Because after all, as I've said, my goal is to educate. My goal is to inform. And my goal is ultimately to be top of mind for if and when questions come up down the line. I'm looking to work with people that want to take control people who value the plan and people that recognize that life's greatest returns are only realized when you invest beyond your money. So remember,
1: it's your money. It's your life. Take control. And that's Mike Dukovich of RBC Wealth Management. You can subscribe to Mike's Beyond Your Money podcast with the subscribe button right on this page. And you can also share with the share button. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later.
0: Thank you for listening to the Beyond Your Money podcast with financial advisor Mike Dukovic. Make sure you click the subscribe button now so you will be notified when new podcasts are released. If you want to know more about working with Mike, please call 724-933-4446 or visit michaeldukovic.com. It's your money. It's your life. Take control. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of RBC Wealth Management. All opinions and estimates constitute the speaker's judgment as of the date of this recording and are subject to change without notice and are provided in good faith but without legal responsibility. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial services provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. RBC Wealth Management does not provide tax or legal advice. All decisions regarding the tax or legal implications of your investment should be made in connection with your independent tax or legal advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. It is not possible to invest directly in an index. Investment and insurance products offered through RBC Wealth Management are not insured by the FDIC or any other federal government agency, are not deposits or other obligations of or guaranteed by a bank or any bank affiliate, and are subject to investment risks, including the possible loss of the principal amount invested. RBC Wealth Management is a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, F-I-N-R-A, and S-I-P-C.